Hey everybody, good evening. It's Wednesday, March 28th. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, it's a beautiful day here, and Astro and I have been out today having fun. And we bought him his birthday gifts a little early, which I will come back in tomorrow to share about. But I've decided to step aside from the seeing eye and Astro and our teamwork for just one uh, podcast to share about another very special dog who really grabbed a hold of my heart um, just about six and a half years ago. And it all started um, when my family and I decided to attend the American Council of the Blind Convention in Reno, Nevada. Um, and um, it was the Ickies on the Road. <laughs> my daughter is actually, her name is Nicole, but I call, we, she goes by Nikki. And of course, I'm Vicki and my husband is Ricky. So it's the Icky family, you know, making reservations to fly and drive and enjoy uh, the convention. So in, in booking the reservation for this trip, it was really easier just to fly to San Francisco and then rent a car and then drive to Reno. So that's what we did. And we rented a Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, which was a little bit bigger vehicle. And it gave us room for my working guide dog, which was a male shepherd named Yuri. And the three of us in our bags, plus, if, you know, depending on what we were going to do at the convention, we could also, you know, fit other people in the vehicle. So that was very cool. So we picked it up at the airport in San Francisco and drove to Reno. And we had not planned to stay at the convention hotel. Um, I initially had us at one of our timeshare places, but it didn't work out. It was too small. So I found us another place, I believe it was a Holiday Inn, and they even included breakfast for us, and that was great. So we stayed there, and it was very close to the convention hotel, so we could go there and spend the day at the hotel there and then come back to our hotel at, the, at night. Um, one of the, the... The conventions offer a lot of different areas of um, fun, so to speak, some of which are incredible workshops and training. Also, the um, Exhibitors Hall, which keeps you up to date on the latest technology that's out there and all kinds of other fun stuff to get into. And getting together with good friends that sometimes you only get to see once a year. And one such friend um, had been in class with me at the Seeing Eye. So you can't get away from the Seeing Eye too much <laughs> in 2002 and she's great and she is a canine equine massage therapist and oh here's some dogs barking outside I'm also watching have I have wheel of fortune on so in case you're wondering what you hear in the background um it's nice to be back home at my own television <laughs> um actually I think I will mute that um, can't mute the doggies, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I have a lot to share. Maybe they'd rather tell this story. So, um, she, she, um, would offer a service to dog guide handlers at the convention for a very reasonable rate to give, uh, the dogs massages 
and help educate folks on harness size and, and fitting, just making sure that everything is as comfortable as possible for the dog because um, it certainly can make a big difference as far as the dog's ability to work um, comfortably and happy, which is so very, very important. Um, well, she would take appointments over the phone, and her phone wasn't working. So my husband and I offered to give her a ride to the phone store, and my daughter was at the uh, convention hotel, and she stayed there, and Ricky and I, uh, and the two guide dogs and my friend headed down the street to to the phone store. As we were tooling along, all of a sudden, my husband, like, put on the brakes, and he just all I heard was, oh, and we heard the hit and a dog yelp, and it just hit both my friend and I hard. We both started to cry because we knew what had happened. We did a dog. My husband desperately tried to stop, but there was just nothing. He, he could not stop. The dog ran right in front of us. And so he jumped out of the car. My friend and I were trying to, well, we weren't doing a good job at keeping composure. It was just really hard. And um, a few minutes later, um, my husband got back in the car, and he said that another guy had stopped. And the two of them picked this what looked like a young pit bull up off the road and put it into this guy's car and <laughs> the guy put his leather jacket over the top of the little dog and um, he said he would find a vet and my husband grabbed all the money that he had in his pocket and gave it to him guy didn't want to take it and he said look you're, he, he put the ja his jacket over the dog and he said that um, um, you know you've already ruined your jacket gonna have to get it cleaned so he also gave, gave the man our phone number and asked him to give us a call to let us know what happened with the dog. Um, well, we didn't hear from him. So the next day I started calling vets' offices. The accident had happened around 6 p.m. So um, I called the first vet's office. I picked the area that was as close as I could get. Um, you know, picked the vet's office that was as close as, as where, you know, the hit took place. And the lady was very nice, and, and I asked her what her hours were, and she said, well, we're only open till 8.30 in the evening, and we're the only vet really around that's open that late. Most of them close around 6. And she asked, well, what time did this take place? And I said, well, it was right around 6. And she said, well, then chances are, since he didn't come here, he ended up at the animal emergency. And she said, you will have to wait to call them till 6 p.m. tonight. They, there's nobody in there until 6 p.m. So... She gave me the number, and at 6 p.m. in one second, I dialed the number, and the very nice person answered. And I asked, did you receive a young, what looked like a pit bull pup that had been hit by a car last night? And she goes, oh, yeah, he was here, but he's now at the Washoe County Shelter. So my first reaction was to take a big sigh of relief because I knew that he actually survived the hit. Um, and I said, well, you know, what's his condition? And she said, well, he had a glove injury, which um, is, you know, pretty bad. It, it, it's where the skin actually pulls away from the dog, dog's leg. Not, not a fun thing. She said, it's, it's possible that he could lose that front right leg, but otherwise he was fine. So um, tell, in telling my daughter about this incident, she was all like, oh, we should go see him. 
Well, so the next day, since we didn't have anything to do until later in the day, we did go on a quest. We had no idea where we were going. Well, we found the shelter. Now, there was nobody in the shelter, but they had a, a, like a closed-circuit television flashing all the pictures of the dogs that were in there. And when his picture rolled around, <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't like the story, do you? Um, uh, my daughter took a picture of the picture, and she's, oh, Mom, he's so cute. You know, we should adopt him. And I said, no. Yeah, I said, first of all, he's in good shape. He wasn't thin, well, with the exception of his right front leg, he's in good shape. Um, <laughs> uh, I said, you know, it, somebody just lost their dog, and I'm sure somebody's going to claim him. And um, so, uh, but she took his picture, and um, they filled out an application. And lo and behold, I said, they're not going to want to send it. A lot of these places want to do home checks and Maybe I've watched too much Pitbull and paro Parolis. I almost said pierogies. A friend of mine's daughter says that. Pitbulls and pierogies. <laughs> Pitbulls and Parolis. But they, they'll send a dog just about anywhere, but they want to do a home check, you know, and a lot of places, you know, really want to. So I said, chances are they're not going to want to, you know, do all that. Well, so the lady called us back in a few hours later, and... um. She said, oh, yeah. She says, we would let him go to New Jersey. She said, you'd have to pay his way, you know, but we'd let him go. But he can't, you know, he needs to be here for seven days, plus he's going to have a lot of healing to do. Um, so um, we were, we know we needed to give it some time. And uh, so we did. And actually, two months later, we were just about ready to go on one more trip. And we received a call that he was ready for adoption. Well, we, you know, we had to make arrangements and figure out how we were going to get him to us. <laughs> we actually enlisted the assistance of an organization called Pilots and Paws. And this was really cool. Apparently what these people do is they need to log a certain amount of hours flying and um, to obtain a pilot's license. Uh, so they will actually transport animals to places for people, uh, you know, just so they can log those hours. Well, we didn't have anybody that could help us with that, but what we did have was a lady who was willing to go and get him from the shelter and take care of him while we made arrangements to get him sent to us. She was very, very nice. So she picked him up, and she, then what we did was we made arrangements to have him um, flown from San Francisco to us. And um, somebody's mad that I'm not paying attention to him. Um, and uh, <laughs> poor guy had to leave from San Francisco and fly to... Atlanta, and then a three-hour layover in three-hour layover in Atlanta, and then um, he uh, would fly on to Newark, New Jersey. Well, my daughter, my husband, and a friend went and picked him up from the airport. And boy, when they took that pup out of the cage, he was peeing. <laughs> my daughter said, "Mommy peed on my boots." <laughs> <laughs> but he, he had held it all that time. She took him over into the grass, and he finished 20 minutes later. He was done. <laughs> okay, so that's exaggeration. 
And then they brought him back to our house. And just the first time I saw this sweetheart of a dog, six, he was about eight months old at that point. What a doll. And he just took my heart in his sweet face with his, what I call, origami ears. They were so silly. They were funny-looking ears. And he was just so cute. And... Um, uh, from he's just been such a wonderful part of our lives. And, well, before I go have a chat with a certain German Shepherd, I guess I should tell you that his name is Laredo after the car that we hit him with. But <laughs> he's been a part. Now he lives with my daughter in Pennsylvania, and I got to see him just before I trained with Astro. I got to see him, in fact because there was no power in my daughter's home. Me and my daughter and Laredo and a kitty cat named Taco piled into the same bed so we could stay warm <laughs> through the night. <laughs> uh, that's Laredo. He's just so willing to help. <laughs> so Laredo is seven now, and I hope that he will be with us for, for many, many more years. So tomorrow, we'll get back to a certain neglected astro dog. <laughs> and in fact, because it's his birthday, um, maybe we'll get... I've been promising a live video on Facebook, for those that are Facebook friends. And I will get that done. Uh, maybe tomorrow, for his birthday, I'll get that done. <laughs> uh, I have some birthday gifts for him, and I will give them to him. And he will be two years old tomorrow. So until then, I hope everyone has an awesome evening. And we will talk to you later on. This is Vicki from Tail Talk. God bless you.